Hey, TRC, once again, thank you so much for joining us. We're continuing this series that we've been in called Running with the Giants, and it's based out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So for the last several weeks, we've been taking somebody out of the stand. So the scripture kind of lets us know that there's a crowd of witnesses in heaven that are they're cheering us on. And for the last several weeks, we've been picking somebody out of the stand, running a lap with them, if you will, and, and where they kind of give us their story and give us some encouragement. And today, we're pulling out a man named Jonah. Now, He's probably pretty famous. A lot of us have probably heard of him because he's a guy that got swallowed by a fish. And uh, that just doesn't happen every single uh, or very often. So he's kind of famous. He's kind of a big deal. And so I want to bring him out. I want to talk to him just a little bit. He's a man that I think most of us can relate to because he's a guy that knows that there's a, a greater purpose out there. He knows that he's been called. He knows that he's, he's got a greater purpose but he ends up running away from it. And we'll, we'll read the scriptures. Uh, Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 says, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the part of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He brought a, he brought a ticket, excuse me, he bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape the, from the Lord by selling to Tarshish. That's pretty foolish thinking he can actually escape from the Lord. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the separate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw, this, threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. And so this is what happens is God plainly speaks to, to Jonah and says, hey, you need to go northeast and what he does is he goes the complete opposite direction and he goes southwest as far away as what he thought was humanly possible from where he wanted to go and more than likely Jonah was scared to go to Nineveh Nineveh was a godless place and and full of terrorism and killers and murderers and and just a godless place so maybe Jonah was afraid to go he may have been afraid for his life so he chooses to run away. He makes the terrible decision that so many of us have made, and that is he walked away from God. And I think there's some people, maybe throughout this pandemic, and maybe throughout this social distancing, I think there's maybe some people who have fallen back into addictions that you thought you had left behind you long, long ago. And maybe there's some of you that have, you're facing a brand new storm that you never, you, you never even thought about, you never even thought you would have to face this storm. And maybe you're on defense today about walking away from God. Maybe you're on defense today on making one of the most horrific and terrible decisions 
that you've ever made. Well, Jonah is a story for when we make bad choices. That's what his story is all about, is him making a bad choice and then being restored from it. And I think the main point that Jonah would tell us is, hey, God is a God of second chances. He gives you another chance. And I want you to hear this, and I want you to feel this today. But first of all, I want to give you guys a few things that I think Jonah would say about us making bad choices. How to recover, if you will, from bad choices. I think, first of all, he would say, we got to take responsibility for our bad choices. Like, we've got to understand that I made the choice, I made the decision, it's up to me to make it right, not up to anybody else. Jonah chapter 1 verse 12, remember, the storm is brewing, Jonah's down down in the stern, maybe sleeping, and they come and wake him up and say, hey, why don't you pray to your God, and listen to what Jonah chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 12 says. Jonah replies with, throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Hey, not everything that happens to us is our fault, but some things are our fault. Like if, I I just won't go there, but some things, they're, they're our fault. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 says, People who conceal or don't admit their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. We've got to get to a point to where we take responsibility for our actions, for what we've done, for the choices that we've made. Failure is never permanent until we begin to blame somebody else for it, for our mistakes. That's the only time we become a failure. The second thing I think Jonah would tell us is repent and turn away from the bad choice you made. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. This is after he's been thrown overboard. A big fish has come, and he's in the, in, he's in the fish's uh, belly now. He says, but I will offer sacrifices to you with song of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Jonah would tell us we've got to repent. And what repent means, to do a 180. That means I was walking in this direction. I was walking away from God. I realized that I've done wrong, that I made a mistake. So now I turn completely around and I begin to walk towards God. And that is what repentance means. Bruce Wilkinson said it this way. Repentance means you change your mind so deeply that it changes you. Okay, repentance is not I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep doing it. That is not repentance. Repentance is I'm not sorry, and I'm going to stop doing it for a couple of days, or I'm going to just do it secretly, or I'm sorry that I got caught. That is not repentance. Repentance is when it, 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 it changes us. It's when we decide and we begin to make choices that we will not fall back into that again. Repentance is I turn completely away from it. And turn back to Jesus. I believe Jonah would tell us this. And this may be one of the most difficult things for us to do. I think he would say, embrace God's grace. Slash, learn to forgive yourself. 
Embrace God's grace. Accept the grace of God over your life. I don't know about you, but the hardest person for me to forgive is myself. I am not near as hard on anyone else as I am on myself. But listen to what Jonah says. Chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. God spoke to him. God had already spoken to Jonah before. Told him what to do. And Jonah decided to run away. But here is God again. With his grace, with his love, with his mercy. Speaking to Jonah a second time. Giving him another opportunity. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. John Maxwell said this, Grace always runs downhill. And it met me at the very bottom, not at the top. In other words, no matter how far we sink, no matter how low we go, no matter how long you feel like you have been running away from God, I want you to know that you can accept God's grace today. God still loves you. He is still pursuing you. And He can still forgive you. He can still change you. He can still mold you. You do not have to continue to run away from Him. You do not have to drown in your pity and in your sorrow. God can make you a brand new creation today. Accept God's grace. Stop beating yourself down. Stop criticizing yourself and acknowledge the mistakes and then accept God's grace. One way that we do this is we don't let bad choices define us. Romans 8 verse 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. In other words, the moment that I begin to accept God's grace and love and forgiveness over my life, I am no longer condemned by my mistakes or by my failures. The moment I accept Jesus as my Savior, I'm a brand new creation, and Jesus has already paid the price for my sins and for my mistakes. So we don't allow what we've done to become who we are. We don't allow shame to set in. The second thing, as far as accepting God's grace, is we don't let bad choices disqualify us. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. You guys have heard me quote this scripture so many times. I love it. And we know that God causes everything, not some things, everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Some of us feel like we've already made too many mistakes and God could never want us. 
Maybe some of you, you felt God call you just like Jonah did. And maybe you even heard the voice of God and you know who you're supposed to be. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And you feel like you've been away from it so long and you've run away from God for so long. You feel like you're so far away that you're disqualified. In other words, you, you can never possibly be used by God like you thought you were going to be used by God. Maybe you, maybe you felt at some time that God was going to use you to lead your family to Christ, but because of the mistakes that you made, you feel like you're disqualified. You can't lead your family to Christ. How can, and, 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 and listen to me, I know sometimes we're so terrible and people are terrible to us and they say, and you call yourself a Christian. Listen to you. Look at you. Look at what you've done. And we allow those mistakes to disqualify us. And we say, well, if I'm going to mess up, I might as well just mess up good, huh? Or we just or we walk away from it. We stop believing in the change that God is creating in us. But let me tell you what the Bible says about the change that God is doing. He says that he who has begun the good work in us will complete it unto perfection until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I may mess up, but that does not mess up God's plans for me. Because God uses imperfect people to do his perfect will. Listen, I'm not here because I'm perfect. And I'm not here because I've got everything together. And I'm not here because my life is like just a bed of roses. I promise you it's not. And I guarantee you I made just as many mistakes as the next guy has. But we learn to accept grace. We learn to follow Jesus. We learn to forgive ourselves. And we learn that it does not disqualify us. God takes imperfect people and he uses them to do his perfect work, his perfect will. As we begin to maybe come to the end of the, of the race and begin to go on that last lap around, maybe Jonah would say, hey, let me give you some help. Let me give you a little bit of encouragement so that you can come up with some sort of safeguard. You know, I, I, I don't know... Um, you know, how many of you guys have ever gone bowling? You know, I am either really good or really terrible at bowling, and there is no in-between. Like, I either uh, throw like a strike or something, or I'm in the gutter. There's no in-between. And so whenever I was younger, we used to use these bumpers, you know, the little tubes, or you raise up the little, and depending on where you're at, you, you, you raise the little guard so that you don't throw it into the gutter, and that'll make somebody at least hit one pin. Come on, somebody. Huh? Who's thankful for those, for those bumpers right there? Let me tell you, whenever Lorraine and I were just dating or, or new in our marriage, I hated to lose to her. And I just thank God for those bumpers. I'm, I'm, I'll just leave it at that. And maybe Jonah would say, let me give you some safeguards here. Let me give you some bumpers here to kind of help you stay out of the gutter. You may not roll a strike every single time, but at least you'll hit something. At least you'll stay out of the, out of the gutter. And I think one of, one of the first things Jonah would say is, use God's word to guide you. Hey, next time you're facing a big decision, next time you're facing even a small decision, hey, go to the word. The Bible says that there is absolutely nothing new underneath the heavens. What has been will be again, and what will be has already been. And so we go to his word, Psalms chapter 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet. And a light for my path. 
hey, if you and your family are facing a major decision, I want to encourage you, don't make it without looking into the Bible and seeing what it says about your situation. If you're, if you're going through hardships, if you're facing a battle, before you make choices, go to the Bible. Let God's Word guide you. The second thing, I think he would say, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. In other words, the Holy Spirit, you may not know this, but the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, is actually praying for you. So even when it feels like you're all alone in this and nobody in the world cares about you and nobody is praying for you, like, you know, everybody's texting you the prayer hand emojis, but you know they're not really praying. And, and when you feel that way, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is actually praying for you. And then here's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit is the Bible tells us that He is praying for us in ways that we didn't even know we needed prayer for. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. And so Jonah would say, hey, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. He knows what you need anyways. There are things that you don't even know that you need that he's praying for you about. Ask the Holy Spirit. And here's just a few questions that you can ask yourself and and the Holy Spirit in your prayer time is, do my choices honor God? I think that's a very, very good question to ask. Very good place to start. Do my choices honor God? The way that I treat my family, the way that I act at work, the way I act with my friends, what I talk about, what I watch, what what I listen to, do these things, are they honoring God? Another question to ask is, how will this affect my spiritual health? I can't tell you how many times I've seen people make decision after decision and never take into account how it's going to affect them spiritually. And let me tell you, sometimes distractions come along disguised as opportunities. And there are some times that we think we're making a great decision because it seems to be a really good opportunity, when in reality, it's just a huge distraction. And it's just going to hurt us emotionally and spiritually. So how does this decision, how how does what I'm about to do affect my spiritual health? And thirdly, how will this decision affect the people closest to me? How is it going to affect my family? How is it going to affect my loved ones? Ask the Holy Spirit these things. Whenever, uh, uh, don't don't just jump into decisions. But counsel ask the holy spirit ask him for for guidance ask him for his help he's going to help you he's going to keep us from making some very bad decisions the third thing i think he would say the third bumper if you will to keep us out of the gutters is he would say seek godly counsel surround yourself with people who love you and who love god proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Listen, some of us 
we don't need to be snobby. And we can, we can still be their friends because we're light and darkness for them. And we can show them the love of Jesus. But we got to stop listening to them. You got to stop listening to them. Listen, don't take advice from somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Stop reading all of the comments on Facebook. Stop listening to everybody's craziness. And get surrounded by people who love you, who, who absolutely have your best interests at heart. And they also love God. And the reason this is important is because somebody who loves you is going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you what the Bible actually says or what God really says about this situation. Somebody who doesn't really love you, they're just going to go along with it. Yeah, okay, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me because they don't care. But when you get somebody who loves God and who loves you, it may sting and it may hurt. And we've got to get good at accepting this. Listen, we, we, can't, we, we can't be little babies about it and get our, you know what, in a bunch because somebody told us something we didn't like. I mean, we got we to gotta learn to actually, we got to respect and love them enough and have enough faith in them and in God to know that what they're telling us is actually for our best interest. Surround yourself with people. Connect with people. And if you, you might be saying, man, there's nobody like that around me. I don't know anyone like that. Let me tell you, there's a church full of people just like that here. And if you don't have anybody right now in your life, would you connect with us? Connect with us. Send us a message. Send us, send us a comment. Um, get a hold of us via the, the app or Facebook Messenger and let us know. And we would love to help you get connected with people. Because this is a big part, I believe, in following Jesus and just living life to the full. That is what John Tintin says, is that he has come to give us life and life to the full, a, a more abundant life. Get connected with somebody who loves God and who loves you. Let me pray with you. Lord Jesus, first of all, we thank you for your grace and for your love. We thank you for the second chance after second chance after second chance after second chance. We thank you, God, because your word says that you are, you're not, you're not slow in your promises. You're just patient with us. And we thank you, God, for being patient with us, with our uh, rebellion, with our unforgiveness with our disobedience with running away from you we thank you God for being patient with us we ask you God that today every single one of us listening to this watching this would turn back to you that we would believe that you truly are the God of second chances speak to us today speak to the person who is about to give up, who is about to walk away from you. Help them believe that they can continue fighting this good fight, as Paul said. That you will continue the good work that you have started and began in them.
that you will finish it, that you will perfect it. Holy Spirit, help us to be convicted by our own choices, by our own bad decisions. We no longer place blame on anyone or anything else, but we will be responsible. And we embrace your grace, God. We embrace your forgiveness. We're, we're, we're saying no longer, uh, we're, we're no longer slaves to guilt and shame because we embrace, we take hold of the grace that you have for us, God. And help us to use your word to guide us. Help us to counsel, get counsel from the Holy Spirit and help us to be surrounded by men and women who love you and who love us to speak truth into our life, to speak hope, to, to, to speak grace into our hearts and into our lives, God. And again, help every single one of us believe that we do have a second chance in you. Oh, we love you. Hey, if you, if, if you accept this second chance in Jesus... And today you say, I want to say yes to his grace and yes to his forgiveness. Would you please let us know? The only reason we want to know is so that we can pray with you, so that we can come alongside of this journey with you, because even though it's the best decision you can make, it's not going to be the easiest. And it's extremely difficult to do on your own. And we want to get a group of people around you who love God and who are going to love you to help encourage you and motivate you into faith. Hey, we love you, church. We pray that you have a great, blessed week. Can't wait to see you soon. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us and our ministry, go to theremodeledchurch.com.